Hey, this is Scott Dab Sugar West. You're now tuned into the Uncool Urban Podcast. Okay. All right. So, uh, number three all time leading scorer. Four, now four-time NBA champion LeBron James grew up in Akron, Ohio. He missed 82 days of school because his mom was in and out of work and had to move from place to place. I believe he said he moved in from five places in like one year. And now we also have another kid from Akron to talk about the first time he experienced, I'm sorry, witnessed the king. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> I, 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 couldn't, I, I couldn't even keep the straight face. I was like, I was like, damn, that was good. <laughs> I'm getting good at this, bro. You think I'm playing? I'm getting good at this. I was, as soon as you said witness, I was like, I was like, damn, you said witness too. I was like, I was like yeah. <laughs> I'm getting good at this. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, you know, no, 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 I, no, 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 get a straight face because we're gonna cut that part out where I like say, yeah, I killed it. <laughs> uh, and then we're gonna go right to you. Okay. But yeah, you know, my man LeBron James, my hometown hero, my hometown partner, you know, even though we we may have met a couple of times, but we ain't really like meet me. It was just like, you know, shake hands, high fives and stuff and crowds and stuff, you know, but that's my dog. You know what I'm saying? LeBron James. Uh, we from Akron, Ohio, the three, three Oh, don't, you know, rubber city, university of Akron, go zips and all that. But, you know, all real, real talk. You know, I remember being back in high school, uh, Hearing about LeBron James because he was like two years ahead of me, I think it was like two, two or three years ahead of me. But I just remember being back in high school, hearing about him, how this dude LeBron James, who was like doing his thing on the court for St. Mr. St. Mary, he's on TV, he's on ESPN, and all that. And the big thing was also was the fact that he played for the football team. Also, he was a tight end for their football team. So the very first time I actually got to see him play in person was on the football field because we had a scrimmage game uh, before one of the seasons, um, one of the, one of the early years I was in school. So got to see him on the field and he was doing his thing on the football field. I'm like, damn, this nigga is dope. Like he really might be able to do this whole football and basketball thing. And I was just amazed at the talent. I don't think he ended up playing his senior year. I think they stopped. They, they told him like, Hey, you need to focus on basketball. His, senior year so i don't think he played uh his senior year of uh for football but just seeing him doing that and then the draft him going number one going to the cleveland cavaliers i had never watched the cleveland cavaliers game before lebron james put on, <laughs> put on that that jersey before then oh, oh you missed out man it was like sean camp <laughs> fat sean camp and then like some other random people yeah. pretty good man and I love y'all old logo. Matter of fact, the alternative logo for this show is actually the classic Cleveland Cubs colors before LeBron joined the team. 
Yep. Uh, shout out to the wine and gold and all that, and uh, also the the original, the, the the orange and the blue and all that. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to to them. But um, yeah, going to the draft and seeing them. That's when I really became a, a ma- uh, not a Mavs, <laughs> a Cavs fan. That's what I get for going to a city that well, the name was similar to the <laughs> uh, <laughs> to that. But um, yeah. Became a fan of the the Cavaliers, just watching them. I remember a tractor trailer. Um, shout out to my man, um, so Junior Zagowski's Big Z and all that. Oh, uh, rest in peace to Robert Tractor Trailer. By the way. Yeah, rest in peace to Tractor Trailer and all that. Uh, uh, the, the whole squad back then. I I, I was a, I love them. Which people who know me that I'm a LeBron, uh, that know that I'm a LeBron fan, they know that whatever team he goes to, I know everybody on the squad. I've become. I like to become fans of like the lower name guys. I'm like that go out there and play hard. Like I love him. Like that. So this my- man just said he's a James Jones fan. <laughs> hey, he's rocking with James Jones. If you go out okay. there falling, like I was, I was never a fan of uh, Richard Jefferson and Channing Fry until they play. They play went to Cleveland. Until <laughs> yep, so they play with them. Now I love those niggas. I follow them on social media. I listen to their podcasts and everything. Um, and a fry cool. Yep. Yeah. So, so, but that was all thanks to LeBron James. Um, but yeah, you know, being a, a, I guess you could say a, a lifelong fan of LeBron James. Um, whatever team he goes to, I go to. I'm a proud bandwagon member of the LeBron James fan club when he when he got drafted by Cleveland I was rocking the Cleveland jerseys the um the t-shirts and all the gear I don't mean to cut you off guys but y'all remember that commercial where uh LeBron was running and everybody was running with him Josh was in that commercial yep yep (laughs) yep you see you see you see my smiling face in the background like yeah with him yeah, he, he was glad. He said, "We leaving." <laughs> yeah, when he when he I, well, I always tell people I knew he was gonna leave because wasn't no stars coming. So when he left for Miami, I went to my room. I started packing my bags. Like, yep, yeah, we going to Miami. We about to be on the beach and everything. You know what I'm saying? Your fool had heat socks. Yes, I had heat socks. <laughs> I, I if jerseys were still really still in, I would have had a, a heat uh, jersey, you know, and all that. That's when I I became. Real fans of uh Dwayne Wade or Chris Bosch. Shout out to Chris Bosch and all that. Too bad. You, I'm, I'm sorry you're not playing anymore and everything. Um, but then you know he went back to Cleveland. I was like, hey, Cleveland, what up? We back. I was, I was, I was, I was, I was hitting old friends up like, hey man, you see the game last night, nigga? I ain't talked to you in years about a Cleveland Cavalier. Hey, bro, you see the game? This nigga Brown was doing his thing was last night. Kyrie Irving, that nigga the truth. I was, I was, hitting, <laughs> I was, hitting up folks like I was right along with them. Like, yeah, they're like, but Josh, where you been at the last four years? Don't, don't talk about that. We talking about now. <laughs> I'm talking about the game that's on right now. Okay, let so. me rewind for these people. Twelve hundred miles away in Dallas, Texas, a slightly younger individual became a fan of the king um yeah like i just remember one saturday morning this was definitely a senior year because yeah he was straight for just playing basketball he was on espn i was like mm-hmm. this is crazy 
like the 17, 18 year old kid is on ESPN. This is just a high school game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to say it was, they were playing Oak Hill Academy. I want to say that's what it, that's who they were playing. Probably was. But, I do. I do remember watching that game. Yeah, but it was, I'm like, this was it was amazing to me. I've never seen like such talent from a young person ever since. I hadn't seen it since 1996. And if you know my favorite player, who's no longer with us, that's the last time I seen somebody that young with that much talent. And it was the most amazing thing I'd ever seen to where I was like obsessed. I had to keep seeing this guy play. And the first, last thing they said after that, that you know that this young man here is going to the NBA. Yep. So in two, so I don't know how my mom did it. My mom, my mom pulled out her shy bag of being the exclusive person. <laughs> and before I knew it, before I went to um, eighth grade, I had all his like his rookie jerseys. I already had them on Deckington. On Deckington. So my first day of eighth grade, I wore the home white jersey. He's like, I was letting everybody with the know. matching dunks. I'm rocking with the king. I was rocking with the king because, again, it's one of the most amazing players I'd ever seen. Um, but for everybody wondering, they were like, well, Shy, you always say these things about LeBron. You were mad at him for a while. I was mad because, and I've gotten <laughs> mad at a lot of players like this. And this is the most silliest reason why. You this is the silliest me. reason why I like, stopped being a fan for a while. I a lot of people want a lot of people want to say well, it was because of 2011, Dirk Nowitzki, Dallas Mavericks. Uh, they went against the Miami Heat. LeBron James just left Cleveland. He turned his back on the city. No, it had nothing to do with that. It actually happened four four years prior in 2007, when the Cleveland Cavaliers made it all the way to the NBA Finals against the San Antonio Spurs. First of all, I already didn't like the Spurs due to the Mavericks and the Spurs rivalry. The fact that my favorite player got swept by my least favorite team in my team's division just soured me. So everything he did after that, I was just, I was pissed. I just couldn't stand him. I was like, oh my God, I'm like, you lost this, then all of a sudden, three years later, you leave Cleveland, you go to Miami, and what's the next time I see this guy in the finals is against my team. <laughs> so it's like, in my mind, LeBron couldn't catch a break with me. He was just doing everything wrong. <laughs> he was just from losing, from getting swept to doing to going to Miami and then having to go against my team in the finals. He did everything wrong. Yep. But for, but for the listeners, real quick. I just found this out like yesterday. I was like, for real? Like, yeah. <laughs> you were but it was the same cook. reason I got like, mad at Dwight Howard uh, against the Lakers when um, Orlando <laughs> lost to them in the finals. I was like, I no longer believe you're Superman. I don't care about the dunk contest. I don't like you. You suck. You lost. <laughs> but then, like, I had to break it down with LeBron. Like, I'm about to break it down with Dwight Howard, which this is not going to be about these guys but they well, play with guys know. like michael piltris they yeah like they play with people like michael piltris uh jameer nelson and then you have lebron over there with what was like booby gibson was over there yeah booby 
Shout out to <laughs> I was like, hey, yeah. when I went back and looked at those rosters, I had to look both of those guys. Like, oh, no wonder you lost. <laughs> who did you have? <laughs> you know, it was you and who else? You know, so you know, no offense, because I, I love uh, the NBA, and I always say. I don't like saying that people suck because they wouldn't be in the NBA if they sucked. So, but yeah, they didn't have any help. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I was mad at you for something you could not control. <laughs> um, LeBron went against Timmy D and um, Tony Parker and them. And then psh, Dwight Howard, you went against the Mamba. It's like, what were you going to do? You know what I'm saying? There was nothing you could do. Pal Gasol, you know what I'm saying? There's nothing you could do, man. I'm sorry. So if, this, <laughs> if this episode was a 30 for 30 special, this would be called The Apology. The Apology. <laughs> why, why should I stop liking some of his favorite players? And they would just sit there and be like, "You for something I couldn't control? I was like, I'm sorry. I hated you for that. <laughs> but I, like, uh, I'm going to say this, and then we're going to get back on topic. But, yeah, Enrico kind of was like, Really? That's the reason you forgave Dwight Howard. I said, James Harden was rude to me, but Dwight Howard was really nice to me after a Mavs game where they played against Houston. The re- your reasonings are very entertaining. <laughs> I, I get these chance meetings with people, and I'm like, oh, my God, I hated you. But now you're, like, really, really nice. Well, <laughs> well, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, actually, I can say the same thing. Um, Two quick stories. I'll say, for years, I didn't like Plies because when I interned at this radio station in college, uh, Plies came up to our station. I think it was like his second hour or whatever came out, and he was rude. He didn't want to talk to none of the fans. So for years, I was like, "Fuck Plies, that nigga sucked. I don't, I don't give a damn. This nigga was rude to to all the fans. People came up to the station to, to see him to get their album signing. I don't give a damn that you you ain't like yo." First day sales. I don't, I don't give a damn. You got people who bought your album over here. So for years, I did not like Plies. And then he started um, uh, Sweet Pussy Saturday. And uh, I fell in love with him because he's become a funny guy that I like to see when he's in his car talking shit. And then also, like for the other episode, which y'all gonna hear after this in like two weeks or whatever, whatever the dates are, uh, Conway. Like I said, I'm a fan of Conway for Griselda. <laughs> Because I got to see him perform. I was like, that's the only reason I, I say you're my favorite. Because I got you got to see you in person perform. So, so yeah. yeah, see, it does make, he just said it don't make sense, but it does make sense. Yeah, that was, <laughs> I, I was like, I can't say that's crazy because I've done the same, same, same thing. <laughs> hey, everybody got a little petty gene in them. Yeah. I I just I just acknowledge that I got a little pettiness in me. But, yeah, yeah but, back, but fast forward to – um. Man, I want to say, wow, about two or three years ago. Um, no, 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 no. Uh, I forgot when more than the game came out. Probably about 2016, 2015. I saw more than the game. Again, the only person from Akron, Ohio, I ever knew was Josh. You know what I'm saying? Outside of LeBron. The only actual human being that I knew, like I could talk to, was Josh. So I watched that. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, wow, you know what I'm saying? And the fact that he's still loyal to his friends is something that I admire because. I love that. I love that. Again, uh, if you know me off mic, I literally, like, my best friend has literally been my best friend since I was 12. 
and pretty much everybody who's been around me for like at least if you've been around me for over 10 years there's a there's a high chance you're still talking to me we're still friends you know so it was something that i related to in that sense of you know you you don't ever forget the people who are by you at your low points you know so you know shout out to drew joyce and uh the you know the other guys who are on the the fab five um again he keeps all of them employed he keeps all the, they you know he keeps them all in his circle that's his trust i still remember that uh commercial that nike commercial where he said these are my friends and he had them in there i was like i love the loyalty lebron you're not yeah i, I can't say that about basketball teams but you you keep your friends around. You keep your friends. Yeah, I look, you got loyalty somewhere. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so I love that about him. And then, you know, like I said, fast forward to 2018, he opened up the I Promise School. Yep. And again, the more I learned about him as a person, I was just like, yeah, you can't hate on this. You can't hate on this. That's why every time you see it on the internet, if you if you hate LeBron James at this point, you're just a hater. Yes, you are, because at the end of the day, this man is doing everything from every type of philanthropy type of philanthropy you could think of, whether it's for women's sports, whether it's for child child literacy, everything. LeBron is using his platform and his voice as one of the top recognizable faces in sports. Mm-hmm. To bring awareness to these situations, I'll just say um, there's there's only one other reason that you might become a LeBron hater. Wanna what? Never, I'm about to say he ain't never beat my team. So what's up? No. Um, <laughs> by having uh, a smiles in your life, who just loves to randomly just oh oh my goodness LeBron. yeah yeah. <laughs> if you got a smiles in your life, that you will probably like. You know what? This is why I didn't like him for a while. <laughs> I looked at him and I said, oh, it's the fans I don't like. It ain't you, LeBron. <laughs> it's the I'll, fans that get on my nerves. I'll respond to a text with a LeBron picture or a meme. I'll <laughs> respond to an email with a LeBron picture. And he puts a random picture of LeBron in like almost every pod email. I'm like, why is he doing this to me? Like He's tortured me with LeBron now. <laughs> He's like, like, <laughs> like, nigga, we were talking about going to the grocery store. <laughs> why you rep- and he up there talking about thanks. And then I'm like, LeBron. I'm like, what? Like, why is LeBron there? <laughs> what does LeBron have to do with grapes? <laughs> but like, uh, n- like, nigga, I asked you. Um, LeBron what, made I- the grapes? Like, <laughs> what happened? He said, uh, what album are you listening to today? Whatever LeBron is listening to. I'm like, all right, then. I'm like, I don't understand. <laughs> Why you want me to hate this man so much? But no, nah, it's just it's just one of those things I really had to sit there and be like, you know what? This guy is doing these amazing things with his platform. And it took it took really my like I said, my best friend Andrew, like he literally said, You realize that LeBron has never been in any real trouble outside of like Hummergate. And like if you know people complain about him, it's always basketball related. It's never anything like a personality or a human problem. I said, you're right. Yeah. I had to tell, I had to tell, like, I finally watched, and I suggest you all, you guys all watch, um, I Promise on Quibi. 
that you should be able to get at least a free month subscription. I think I got a free six month subscription. I watched all 15 episodes. And when I say the things that Josh has told me about Akron and the things I've heard LeBron, when he talks to, like, see, when people get mad at him for saying every time he wins a championship or something that he's not supposed to be there, you don't understand the place that is Akron, Ohio. Yep. You don't understand. And like I said, I like I said, I talked, of course, we do this, we do shot versus smiles. Uh, we come up with all these ideas for the podcast. We create all these ideas together. So again, we talk. So we'll, you know, I always ask, yo, you know, I tell you all about uh, South of Cliff all the time, but how about Akron? And he was like, oh, you had a little bit better than I did. I'm like, yeah, you lying. You know, I said, we start talking about Akron. I'm like, oh my goodness. I'm like, the fact that you're like this smiling kid from Akron is amazing because yeah, it everything you've heard from a person from Akron's mouth is true. I mean, like the children in that um in that show had behavioral problems and things, but they were also going through these traumas at home. You know, and LeBron talks about all the things that he saw, like some of the people, and again, these are stories I've even heard from Josh. Like some of my friends are gone. Some of my friends are in jail. Some of my friends are in these messed up situations. Like yes, there's a there's some there's some success stories in Akron, but a lot of it's it's a blessing if you make it out of Akron, Ohio. Yep, like I've told you all the time, me going to college and moving here, I've heard from my little sisters all the time about a lot of their friends have died and were shot or in jail. And I'm just like, damn, like this is why I'm so glad I got out. Like I tell people all the time. I haven't been back to Akron in about four or five years. And they were like, well, why don't you go back? It's like, not like I don't want to go back. It's just my mom was like, why come back? <laughs> She's like, there's, like, there's nothing here. It's like, it's just the same old thing going on. It's like, ain't nobody changed. She was like, you know, you know, shout out to my family and all that. But she was like, you know, you know, this is, everybody got those family members that, like, they still doing their thing. There's like, they ain't trying to improve their lives. And so she was like, it's no point in you spending all this money to fly all the way back here from Dallas just to sit and see the same old environment that ain't changed, ain't got no happier, no better. So, yeah. So when LeBron says, says that again, he means it. This, this, this guy is like a lot of people from where he's from, where Josh is from. The fact that, like I said, I, like I, tell Josh off mic all the time. Us doing this and him being where he's from is a blessing to always acknowledge that um, every single time. And that's why I had to look at LeBron in the same light of you did. You made it. Like, yes. Yes, he has millions of dollars, but no. The fact that he came from literally nothing in a bad, bad situation and he took something that he was great at. Actually, he was great at two sports, but he took took the one. He took one of the things he was great at <laughs> and turned it into something to where, I mean, he stimulates economies, man. Yes, he took what he he took his talent and just changed everything. And that was something I had to sit back and be like, you know what, Shy, you love the the revolutionaries. 
and you're not putting LeBron in that same light because he lost four games in a row over 10 years ago. Uh, I was like, yeah, that's kind of, that's silly. I got to stop. But at the end of the day, I always looked back and I was like, this guy's, this guy's story is amazing. It's probably one of the most amazing stories in basketball. One of the most, most human stories you've ever heard. Um, like I can just go on and on because again, now that I have these people around me from that environment, I get to understand like, this is what LeBron's talking about. This is what he means by I'm not supposed to be here. Like, it's sad to hear that all the time. Like, you know, my, you know, my friends from Ohio being like, yeah, man, it's not the spot. (laughs) It's not the, it's not the place, bro. Like, yeah, I know you talk about South Oak Cliff, 75241 like that, but Akron is really not the spot. <laughs> yeah, so because like, I've gotten the question all the time, all the time. If you don't respect him for anything else, respect LeBron for making it out of that situation. Yep, because I know like people ask me all the time, "Would you ever go back to Ohio?" And like, if you got a job, I'm like, I would never even apply for a job <laughs> in, in Ohio. Ohio. <laughs> so I wouldn't even have to work. Like, they'd have to sit. They'd have to send me the request for a job because I'm not looking at no jobs. <laughs> And uh, Josh said you'd have to pay him LeBron money, <laughs> like so he could job, like he could buy a nice place. <laughs> like the job would have to search for me. They're like, hey, we know you didn't apply, but we want you yeah. to come work for our company. And it would only be like a couple spots. It's really the the big cities I have to go to, uh, like Columbus, Cleveland, yeah. Cincinnati. Yeah, and like. And it's really more like mainly just like Columbus. It's like our Cleveland, Cleveland's a little too close to home. <laughs> <laughs> you said it's teetering on is teetering on Agra a little too close. <laughs> yeah, not, like in Cincinnati is cool, but I don't rock with the Bengals like that. So <laughs> uh man, shout out to Joe Burrow. Yeah, uh, shout out to Joe don't, Joe. don't do that. <laughs> That's my guy. <laughs> Former Buckeye. You know, everybody's like, why do you like Joe Burrow? He went to LSU. And I was like, no, he was a Buckeye first. Yep. And I said, I followed him to LSU, and what did he do? He won the whole thing. So I'm following him to Cincinnati. He's still in he back in Ohio is what I say. Yep. And he's from there. So, yeah, yep. like I said, we can go about other athletes. But, no, like I said, this is about LeBron. But, no, just really understanding Akron as a city, not just, you know, him as a person, just understand where he came from. It was – it was a, it could have went, like – a lot of stories like locally here, Andre Emmett got killed over watch, you know, um, just situations like that to where LeBron really could have been in a messed up situation. Something could have happened to where he had to stay in Akron and something could have went wrong. So the fact that when he says that you're not, you know, again, look up, you know, I'm not saying look go search for somebody from Akron and ask him is it really that hard I mean acknowledge that that this kid came from the inner city he's he's been like you on you know you're on the uh welfare programs and stuff like that he's been there he's been homeless he's had to stay with his coaches and things like that so when this man is bought bought himself a new mansion or he's rocking the best designer clothes and stuff like that which half that stuff I bet he don't even pay for it because he's LeBron, but he deserves that. Oh, he's crybaby. Yeah. Yeah. He flops. 
he flops a lot. And I make fun of Josh about that all the time. I'm like, you saw that. You saw he failed for no reason. <laughs> I was he, at because remember, I told you I went to a um I went to game one of what was that the 2018 finals. And I think I was just messing with you, like, yo, you see that, right? <laughs> you saw that, right? You saw that. You saw what he did. <laughs> yep, he's the reason they have the flop rule. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, flop because LeBron was, LeBron, was <laughs> LeBron was worse than Harden. <laughs> like LeBron was ah! like he was like he was doing like Mortal Kombat uh moves and stuff like that. Like he was jumping through the air and stuff. I'm like, yeah, you tripping. Have you ever but, seen yeah. the, um, the the dormtainment uh, skip um, where they got the the flop coach and he yeah. he, he play he plays uh, uh, plays from LeBron to teach his kids how <laughs> how to flop. <laughs> he was like he's like now on to the greatest flopper of all time, LeBron James, <laughs> and that fool be flying. My favorite one is Kevin Hart <laughs> when he was talking about flop. Like he did it in front of Shaq too. That's what made it funny. He was talking about LeBron flopping, and then he talked about how Shaq would be like, uh, uh, and he just falls to the ground. And I was like, yeah, Cleveland. Yeah, Cleveland, LeBron had everybody flopping. He he kind of pulled that Mighty Ducks uh, one on everybody. He says, take the fall. Whatever you do, take the fall. <laughs> Get Act hurt. Take the fall. That's what that fool was doing for a while in Cleveland. And I was tired of him. I was like, bro, you bigger than this, dog. Stop that. But yeah, the basketball things you can like we can go on all day about that that oh man, you know, the negative, but I'm like the positive thing is this man took a basketball and turned it into businesses. Yep. He turned it into a franchise, James Game. You know what I'm saying? Even his daughter Zuri, who I love by the way. I'm a big fan of the kids. I always tell Josh, I'm a big fan of the kids. <laughs> <laughs> I think the kids are amazing. Bronny Bryce and Zuri, I, I think they're amazing. I know. I'm like, you like LeBron James? And he was like, if you're talking about Junior. <laughs> yeah, you talking about the kid. You talking about Bronny? That's my dog. You know what I'm saying? I'll be, I hope he didn't get a whooping. <laughs> <laughs> all Bronny did, like I said on Twitter, all Bronny did was bring inside the house stuff to outside. That's all he did. He was like, it was a, it was a little accident. He was like, oh snaps! I'm gonna send that to my that homie. Boy Cal- Look, that boy in California. Yeah, he was like, I meant to send that to my homies. Not there you go. Not the he, 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 It was accident. You know what I'm saying? He, he, you know, he a child. So, but yeah, like Zuri's doing. Like Zuri was, I think he posted where she was doing like some kind of hosting at something. I'm like. She has her own YouTube channel. Yeah, she has a YouTube, which I like. Like I said, like I said, the whole family's dope to me. And she his just daughter, got a, his wife Savannah. All of them are really, really dope people. Zuri just got a miniature house for her birthday. Exactly. They doing it big at the James at the James house. So again, it turns into where you can't hate this man. This man turned nothing into something, and then he's passing it on to his children. And now he's even passing on the children that ain't even his. Yep. Because for those who don't know, I promise it's not a private school or anything like that. That's part of the Akron public school system. Yep. So, <laughs> and that school isn't for like exceptional students. That's for students that uh, struggle. Yep. Because I've, I've had people say that they've been trying to get their kids into it. Like I got family members and friends like, yo, 
I'm trying to get my kid in there. Like, <laughs> I'm going to try it. Like, they don't get in this year. I'm going to try again next year. <laughs> so, again. And they all get um, full ride scholarships to the University of Akron if they stay the whole time at the school. Yeah. Like, like, a full ride? Automatically, thanks to LeBron James to go to college? <laughs> I'm there. That's part of the that's part of the mantra too. That's the thing you have to repeat every day. Mm-hmm. That's the that's literally the last line in there. I will I promise to finish school. Yep. That's literally the last line of the motto. So again, like I said, I just really had to sit there and like look back. And and again, what we do here, like what me and um Josh do. Um, for the Uncle Urban podcast, Shop for Smiles, Music and Boss, et cetera. He knows we, we're I, like, we've never really said it out loud, but we always talk about it off mic. We look up to LeBron in that sense, too, yep. of how he's portraying, like, how he's coming up with, like, in terms of like entertainment, like with the uninterrupted, with um, like one of our favorite shows, The Shop. Yep. So you have that um what else? Spring Hill Entertainment. Oh yeah, I can I can run through it because you know we you know I like to do my research for you know you know what I'm saying I can I can run through quick notes of some of the business dealings of LeBron James. You know what Let's I'm saying? Do it. So I research, you know, aside from his Nike deal, he has endorsements with companies like Coca-Cola Sprite, he had Walmart, Kia Motors, Beats Headphones. He owns 19 Blaze Pizza franchises, which uh, you were telling me how it, it might one of them might be here in Dallas. You were talking I know about. there's a Blaze Pizza in Arlington, yep. but I don't know who own it. Uh, I just, every time I've seen Blaze Pizza, I just assume yeah. <laughs> it's LeBron. <laughs> you never know. Um, he's, he has a, a minority ownership in the English soccer club Liverpool. Uh Again, like you just mentioned, uh, Spring Hill Entertainment, which for those that aren't from Akron, Spring Hill is the name of the apartments that uh, he grew up in for like majority of his time. Um, for a little while, they were like right up the street from where I lived at during the time when I was like high school. So yeah, Spring Hill Entertainment is off based off the, the apartments he grew up in. Um, he has a sports nutrition company called Ladder that he uh, does with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jimmy Crawford. Yep. He has the uh, the media brand uninterrupted, and then I found out last night from you he has the the street designer uh, label and store unknown. Um, mm-hmm. And then of course, like we uh, also just mentioned, the LeBron James Family Foundation, which launched the I Promise School back in 2018, an Akron public school dedicated to those students who are already falling behind and in danger of falling through the cracks. The school implements specialized programming from a longer school day to its STEM curriculum with a we are family philosophy tailored to these students that creates a culture conducive to social and emotional learning. Dude's doing it. <laughs> That's why we had to put him on the Icon series because, yes, we understand that most of the people on the Icon series, well, not most, every single person we've had so far in the Icon series has been a musician because that's mostly what Shabbat Smiles is supposed to be, even though we did the second episode about, we actually, this is actually the second time LeBron's been mentioned. Yep. Uh, Cause we did Dirk and LeBron. Um, but this one is just about LeBron because again, I was on the opposing end of that uh, conversation. 
<laughs> but this one, I actually sat and acknowledged and said, you know what? As much as I tried to act like I didn't like LeBron James, I was his biggest fan. I, I The weird part about all of this, I told Josh and I told a few of my other friends, oh, yeah, the Lakers are going to win the finals. And they did. I kept saying LeBron was going to win. I don't know why I kept saying LeBron was going to win. <laughs> I was rooting for him and was trying so hard to be subtle about it. Like, man, I really hope, you know, LeBron and Lakers win this. And on top of that, for folks that don't know um, or would be surprised by it, doing this episode was actually Shaw's idea. Like, he literally was like, damn, like, when, yeah, when middle, <laughs> like, like these – it's gonna look better if these niggas win, but yeah, we need to do this LeBron episode. Like, yeah, I said win or lose, just, we got. But it's just gonna look better <laughs> if this nigga win. Yeah, because again, at thirty-five years old, you're still performing at the top level. Mm-hmm. It's amazing because a lot of you know they always say the, the primes. I'm like LeBron has not got out of his prime yet. He's still performing at a top level at thirty-five years old, and he's been. In his prime for like almost 10 years. There's no end in sight for LeBron on the basketball spectrum. It's like amazing. And in the middle of all of this, he's building businesses. It's, it, it's incredible. It's something that I had to sit there and be like, you know what? That's something we need to talk about. Like, and again, he's definitely an influence to me on the business level. Because I know for a fact. It made me think about um what is it? It made me think about like, okay, well, you know, how can I use my voice? Yep. Because I'm like, this guy's here doing this, you know, he's playing basketball and he's saying, Hey, more than a vote, like LeBron is like part of the more than a vote campaign right now. It's just uh, like it's just the where it really had me thinking like oh, I can I can start telling stories now. To start to relate to people and things like that, oh I can tell hey you know I'm a young black man, in America, what can I do, to help, bring awareness to the things that I'm concerned about, like. You're gonna hear later on um, from the Uncle Urban podcast. We talked to um, a, house, a, a House of Representative candidate. Mm-hmm. These are the thing. These are the things that I'm concerned about. So again, I had to applaud LeBron James for talking about these things. Like, yes, he uses sports, just like I use sports for certain terms and things like that. So I had to give him his flowers and say, hey. Thank you for saying, hey, use that platform to speak up. So, yeah, I had, to, I had, yeah, that's why a lot of people are going to be surprised. Yes, this was my idea because I had to look, I had to look beyond, I had to look beyond sports and be like, Le- LeBron is truly what he says he is when he says he's more than an athlete. Yep. I know, like, for me, like we mentioned earlier, with the, with his whole squad, you know the the James gang and everything, you know, and his homies. That's what I strive for to be like from you know the Goonies 
to the Anata Bros to now, you know, with you and Tim and Bree within Uncle Urban Pod and everybody here in Dallas. Like, I want to be where whatever, whatever moves I make, you know, when we make it, uh, whoever makes it or whatever, when we start making the big money, I want to be able to bring all of us along in some kind of capacity. Like, I, I'm going to find some kind of way that I'm going to involve you in my business dealings. Like, <laughs> if that's like putting you in an executive position with a company I'm with or if I'm trying to collaborate with somebody, I'm like, oh, I'm getting this done. My man, Shad, he'll be perfect for this. Hey, Shad, you know, I'm doing this little deal. Like, I'm trying to bring you in. Or I got something else going on. I'm like, hey, I need to bring Low in for this. Or, hey, yo, this would be perfect. I'm going to be Enrico, Ethan in, or Smitty, whoever. Hey, oh, I need some photos taken for this event. I want to bring Bree in and all that. So but- That's the same way um, I am. You know, with like Nick, Mia, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like, uh, you know, little known thing, and I'm not going to say in what capacity, but my best friend is actually invested in this. <laughs> so, again, and that's something that me and my best friend have always said one of us makes it, we're going to take care of the other one. Yep. So, again, this is just something that we both found that we had in common to where we're just like, yeah, we got to keep. You and me got to keep this going because you and I both have the same ideology of everybody eats. I always say it like paid in full. Ace Boogie. That's the first thing he said. He said, everybody eats. Eat, B. B. Yeah. <laughs> everybody eats. So I always say that to like, I literally say that to Josh. I say that to um, the Uncle Irvin uh, crew. I say that to my close friends all the time. Um, especially like my dog Nestor, I always say, "Hey, everybody eats, man. You know I'm gonna make sure everybody good." So LeBron has done that. I was gonna say the only, <laughs> the only negative that people can, well, uh, another negative that people can say about him, which me and him sh- actually share that same trait. Uh, can you can you think of that what that that one trait that me and him both share that can be a negative? What I'm like, what y'all from Akron? <laughs> Black. <laughs> you ain't hooping like Bron. I've seen you play. I was like, so I know that ain't it. It's <laughs> like, what is it? Neither one of us knows how to finish a book. Oh yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Man, when I tell you that LeBron only reads like the first, like the prologue. <laughs> and when I asked Josh, I'm like, yo, like. I, we literally, like, we'll talk about books together, and we're going back and forth. And I'm like, yo, this book is crazy. Man, that was probably one of the best books I've ever read. I'm glad you let me borrow this. Or I'm glad, you know, you gave this to me as a gift. I appreciate it, man. You know, we read it together. Then all of a sudden, I'm like, yo, uh, did you read that part where it said this? What? I'm like, did you read it? You're like, no. Like the Rick Ross book, when I gave it to you, you were like, he ended up giving it to me and I finished it. And then I was like, he said, I'm gonna get another one. I ain't heard Josh talk about Hurricane since. And it's a really good book. (laughs) Especially for the fact that I was like, that was the one I had. You're like, hey, let me borrow it and I'm gonna read it. I gave it to you. You're like, I thought you finished reading it by the time you gave it to me. No, I hadn't. I got like maybe two chapters in and then, you know, stuff happened and then. But you know, hey, the rest of the it was, probably, it was definitely one. We gonna be on it. 
it was one of the best books. It was one of the best gifts I've gotten in a while. <laughs> it was one of the best gifts I've gotten. I was like, this is a beautiful gift because this was a really good book. Yeah, Rick Ross well, did his thing. <laughs> yeah, but I was like, just go ahead and keep it because um, you're know. going to enjoy it. And I've, and I've literally probably read it like two or three more times since then. <laughs> and I've already bought one more copy and I still have not even. They still have not cracked it open. And I've literally went through that book again and again. Because, again, that's probably one of my favorite recent like, books that came out. Like, shot was it a Frederick Douglass book? Like, that book. Oh, man, he finally got, yeah, yeah, speaking of that, yeah. I asked I him a thousand times. He had my book for, like, six months, and he finally I, just gave it probably, back and said, yeah, I'm never going to get, I'm never going to. I probably had it longer it. than that. <laughs> no, you had it for, like, six months, because, again, I kept looking at my library, like, that Frederick Douglas book is missing. Like <laughs> I was like, look on. Like, it, why is it not here? Now I realize I'm like, Josh, I'm like, Josh is reading it. Then all of a sudden I asked you, hey man, where's my book at? Oh, it's in the back of my car. It's I was like, just give me my book back. Yeah. <laughs> Another one where I just had to buy my I was like, let me just buy my own copy. One day I'm gonna get to it. <laughs> I forgot what James Baldwin book I told you to buy. I can't remember. Yeah, I can't even remember. Because I know I think I'm reading a fire next time right now. Cause I, I bought I bought one myself. Um, I think I told you to get a fire next time, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that's what you bought. <laughs> uh, yeah, the fire. I'm reading the fire next time right now. I think I, I told you to get the fire next time. I got the one. Um, oh yeah, that's yeah, because that, that's the uh, the one I saw. <laughs> See, um, you know you ain't read it, so you don't even know you have it. <laughs> No, because I, I saw it from Tatiana King from Fall Nerd. She was talking about it on, on their podcast. That's what made me want to buy it. Because she was like, oh, yeah, I read it. And then I told you about it. You're like, yeah, I've been read that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is one of my favorite books. And then you were like, oh. And so I'm like, all right, man, have you read it? No. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I give up. <laughs> but yeah, you look really, I said, I don't know what's up with you. You, you Akron people don't know how to finish a book. <laughs> that must be, it was like, man. <laughs> But like I said, at least y'all know, you know, you know what you know. You know what I'm saying? So I give y'all that. But yeah, LeBron, if you ever want to talk about the autobiography of Malcolm X brother, at least get through the like the first three chapters, then you come to me and I will talk about it. <laughs> Maybe by then Josh would have read, read those three chapters too. So y'all can talk about like did like shot finished the book, but what about the first three chapters? I'm like, yeah, y'all can talk about that. I don't know why, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Like I said, LeBron, stop posing with books if you're not gonna finish them. <laughs> That's yeah. the only thing I'd be that be getting mad at him because I'm like, he picks really good books. He picks really good books, and that's why. Yeah, when people make that joke, I'm like, dude, read those books. <laughs> how about, I'm a, how about this? I'm gonna I'm say it on wax for 2021. Each month, we'll do a each me and you both will do a review of a book that we we read. Okay, I've been wanting to do this. It's just that Josh never finishes the book. <laughs> Josh never finishes the book. He's like, how, how far did you get? I was like, I read like a chapter or two. Then you know, I turned on Netflix and Hulu, and then now it's been like, months since then. <laughs> I said, dang, they made a hub. A movie about the book <laughs> must be a cheat sheet. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think I was the one that told you that Malcolm X, the movie by Spike Lee, is actually based on the book. Yeah. 
And I was just like, if you just read the book, <laughs> you'll know what's going on. Matter of fact, this is how funny it is when I saw LeBron with the autobiography of Malcolm X. And then we're going to get off this. I gave Josh that book, the exact same one mm-hmm. for Christmas. And I was like, brother, this is one of my favorite books. And it's been almost a year later. Man, he has not read it because I asked him probably every three months. Say, man, you finally read the book. How was it? Did you enjoy it? Nah, I ain't read it yet. I'm like, okay, I give up. <laughs> but him and LeBron, look, that's why we're him and LeBron. Again, has a comment. They both from Akron. They both young brothers from the same environment. And they both have not finished or even attempted to finish the autobiography of Malcolm <laughs> And even funnier was that when I was a kid, I used to do the summer reading contest at the library every summer. I used to be like the winner, like or at least like the top readers every summer as a kid. So that means you could finish a book. <laughs> you just choose not to. <laughs> it's like I became an adult and, and just it's like mm, books. Yeah. These books ain't got bills. This book ain't got a bill in it. I ain't even read it. <laughs> Do it got Pokemon in it? <laughs> Do it got Pokemon? They gonna put? Oh, man, I need. I need you to put like Pokemon. Uh, I need them to put Pokemon in bills in a book so you'll read it. Cause then that brother be interested. <laughs> but now on a serious yeah. note, um, like I said, you know, it's good that there's two solid Akron brothers out here doing something positive. Uh, using their voices to evoke change. Yep. Like I said, they they gonna they they gonna read them books, and then y'all gonna they gonna be real dangerous. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I read Mac. Look, Mac chapter six. I'm like, you got to chapter six. <laughs> Stop everything. <laughs> Let's see what he has to say. Um, but. Yeah, it's it's cool. Uh, like I said, you really like I joke about like Josh, like making it frustrating being a LeBron fan. But at the end of the day, it's cool that he can say, "There's a guy who's from the exact circumstance, from the exact situation I'm from, from my neighborhood that made it." A lot of places don't have those type of stories on this type of scale. Yeah. Like, they, like you know, you know, like yeah, you could kind of say that about people, you know, in in North Carolina about Jordan things like that. But no, I have people in my life who like I've seen LeBron James do something as simple as like what? Oh, I saw him at the stove. You know what I'm saying? I saw him in a football. Like I saw him in a football game. Josh didn't see him actually at St. Vincent Mary hooping. Maybe you ha- have you? No, no, I didn't see him until he played for the Cavaliers. But you've seen him play. But you've seen him play football. This is, yeah, you know, same same very versus Garfield High School. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like that. That's different because you're because you're like you're not. I mean, at because you said you were younger years, so you were probably like when the ninth, tenth grade. Yeah, because he's two years older, two or three years older than me. Yep. Okay, so you're in the ninth, um, tenth grade, and you're at that Garfield versus St. Vincent St. Mary football game. And you see the tight end. What number was he? You remember? I can't remember. I, I, I wonder if he was 23 then, too. I was like, I'm going to I'm gonna go back and look. I can't remember. But you did not sit up there and say, oh, the tight end? That's <laughs> going to be one of the biggest names in sports coming yeah, up years from now. 
Yeah, because I was thinking, like, he can't be all that in football. <laughs> and at least for that game that I saw, that, that one that one game. At least he was like, you go. <laughs> but I was, you like, know, I was it, like, okay, I see what they talk about. <laughs> that's, what, that's the thing that's so, like, mind-boggling to me, is that you sat there and you were not thinking that the only other famous athletes um, in his time period would be, like, with Serena Williams and Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. <laughs> he he's on that scale of athletes that yeah. international star like he's internationally known you know and he was just playing football at your school you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. like i wouldn't have thought 15 plus years that we'd be talking about him having four championships and being like the best <laughs> exactly like that's why i said this is a testament to hard work and perseverance and that's why we named him an icon. He's he's the first athlete in our quote unquote Hall of Fame of people that influence us um, in this podcast game and in um, you know just how he handles life, how he handles haters, how he handles you know what I'm saying the negative you know negativity you might read in the media or something like that. I mean, how he handles it with grace, and he just comes, like, brother puts on a suit, and he's, like, eloquently talking about the situation. I'm like, dang, all right, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, he doesn't, I mean, he's not in a rager. He's not up there yelling. He's not screaming. He's literally calmly talking to you. Um, he celebrates another thing that me and Josh both do especially on this platform, we celebrate women. And he acknowledges, like we do, our our moms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's a big fan of his mom. Uh, shout out to Gloria James. Yeah, he say he talks to his mom like every day. Every day. Well, I think you and me both do. <laughs> well, Nothing. I was like, I keep talking to his mom way more than I talk to mom. <laughs> like, your mom be a... Uh, yeah, but on Facebook, I mean, yeah, well, like real conversations, like physical, like, yeah, like a physical phone call, like, nah, yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's just you know, it's just something you again, it's weird to hate LeBron, yeah, like I mean, he has not physically done anything to anybody to where he could be like, oh man, and again, I really had to get over it because I was like, first of all, my team beat your team. Second, you are like an awesome person. Like I'm not talking basketball. I'm talking about like the things that you do outside of the court. It's, it's again, that's what you're supposed to do. That's that's the goal of using your talents to the best of your ability and changing into something. So, again, that's why we picked him as an icon. It's. Um, I did, I probably said it 30 times in this episode, but it's not about the money. It's not about, it's not about the championships. Like I said, the stats, it's really the fact that he's an influence that says, Hey, if you're going to go out here and you know what I'm saying? You're, you're a podcaster, you're a basketball player, you're a football player. Use that, use that time, use that moment to make some kind of change, to say, hey, 
this isn't right or say, hey, you know, I don't like this. Yep. Like be be a force. So I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Again, I know we were all over the place, but again, we didn't want to talk about the um analytical type much. Yeah. We didn't want to talk about stats all the time because again, that's that's not the LeBron. That's not what we we like LeBron. Like it's cool. It's like he's it's, more than that. It's fun. He's to, more it's than an athlete. Watch. He's more than an athlete. Like I said, it's 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 fun to watch. It's fun. Like like I said, I I've probably seen LeBron play like a thousand times, and I always try to act like I'm grimacing, but in reality, I'm just like this is the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. <sighs> I I've only probably have said this about two or three other players in my entire life. The craziest players I've ever, well, probably about four or five of them. The craziest players I've ever seen at an NBA, like in the NBA game. Um, Steph Curry's probably one of the craziest shooters I've ever seen. Um, Dirk Nowitzki, hometown. It's one of the craziest basketball players I've ever seen. Kobe Bryant, of course. And then definitely LeBron, because it, like, yeah, like when it comes to that, it's literally like, like I said, four or five people. Kevin Durant um, is another one. But, yeah, pretty much those are, like, some of the most amazing athletes I've ever seen. But in terms of, like, people I like outside of the court, it's very few. Yeah. And LeBron is in that category. LeBron is definitely in the category of, like, wow, you see what this guy did? Like, the only thing I'm really mad at him now for is, like, you really want to do Space Jam too? But other than that <laughs> – other than that, I you know, I'm just like, wow, everything he's using his voice for is powerful and people are listening. Uh, like I said, I can only put probably locally Dirk Nowitzki. Um, again, him. Um, Ed Reed, of course, Colin Kaepernick. Um, Naomi Osaka. There's like very few <laughs> athletes in that category of like they use their voices to say, hey, something isn't, you know, something isn't right or something needs to be changed. <laughs> you can even put like the people who do inside the NBA on that mug. You can put uh, Kenny and them, <laughs> except, for, except for Chuck. But that's another story. Um, yeah, he, he says goofy stuff to me. Shaq kind of says something goofy to me, but. Hey, but see, that's what my favorite is. Uh, Ernie, that's why Ernie Johnson's my favorite person on that. Day. <laughs> Him and Dale Hansen are like my favorite sports figures when it comes to being woke, <laughs> and that's sad that they both white. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember. Um, when Ernie was talking about Black Lives Matter, I remember I actually cried a tear. I was like, damn, that was powerful. Fuck. I'm telling him and Dale Hansen said the most woke things about Black Lives Matter, and I still sit there like, wow. <laughs> Two white dudes like, you know that we got this thing called white privilege, and it's real. <laughs> Let me tell you what these black people going through. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's those athletes that you have to look to. Um, like again, we love the we love the theatrics, we love the dunks, we love. The sh- you know, the shoot. <laughs> I said shooting, but I mean like shooting 
<laughs> the best basketballs in a basket. We love all that stuff. But I hope that LeBron and people in that in like that platform are teaching the younger generation, like the Zions and the Ja Morants. Hey, when I'm no longer playing, I need you to do the same thing. Like Kareem, you know, like how Kareem before them, mm-hmm. Craig Hodge, Hodges before, you know, you know, like after Kareem. Like I hope he's saying, hey, Zion, Ja, Kobe, White <laughs> in Chicago, like whoever, just hey, I need you to keep that going. I mean, if you like Michael Porter Jr., hey, then by all means. But, you know, we need (laughs) – man, I'm just going to put it that there. But, yeah, the fact that he knows, like, hey, when I leave this basketball court, I'm a black man. Something happened to me. Because, like, matter of fact, there are some uh, basketball players that have been discriminated against. I still remember the story with John Henson, like, almost got, like, was accused of trying to rob a jewelry store. Yeah, he was just that. visiting. Yeah, he was, I think he was trying to buy a watch or something. Mm-hmm. So, again, he understands that, hey, I take this, I take this Lakers 23 jersey off. I'm just a black guy. And I'm going to be treated as such when I walk out this arena. So, that's very inspiring. Again, his environment is inspiring because, again, when I looked at more than a game and found out that I think he lived with Coach Drew for a minute. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I can't hate this. <laughs> I can't hate him. I can't hate him. <laughs> so, yeah, again, just thank you for listening to this episode again. For the LeBron haters, you're getting weird. It's getting weird, bro. If I look, if I can change my opinion, you can definitely change your opinion because this man has done nothing but contribute to society outside of that basketball. Him beating your favorite team, oh well. Maybe, like I said, maybe I got a different outlook because he didn't beat the Dallas Mavericks when it counted. Yeah, he's beating them in a regular season game, but he did not beat them when it counted, so I don't care. <laughs> But other than that, he's a he's a, just an exemplary person. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If there are flaws in his character, maybe. But we don't know because we don't live with that man. We just we're just admiring him from afar. But from what we see from afar is excellence in class and grace. So again. Just the Icon series, I know we rambled, but again, we were trying not to give you, because I could have talked about basically how he was dunking all over the air in the playoffs, and I was like, this man literally has gray in his beard, and he is, <laughs> and he, they keep calling him the washed king, and there was no washed in his game. So, shout out, and oh yeah, and shout out to the IG, uh, uh, what is it? One of those IG filters where he's dancing the smooth operator. Oh yeah. <laughs> so shout out, like I said, shout out to the king, man. I, you know, it's so funny. I'm, you know, I was talking about that trash, and I was like, 
I still got like the original LeBron basketball with his old logo on it. Yeah, and it has like a lion. Yeah, orange and black. I still have one. So again, I can't, I can't deny it. It was, it was like Helga Pataki and uh, Arnold. <laughs> the whole time I was hating on him, I was like, no, nah, he was in love with him. Yeah, I'm a fan. <laughs> <laughs> you can't deny greatness. That's just what it is. And like he always says, strive for greatness. We are out. And you're about to hear all the socials. And like I said, check out Music Impulse and the Big Three, which is the OG podcast. All right. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this episode of Shy vs. Smiles. Follow us on social media at JW Smiles and Shy Miller and Shy Miller 13 on Twitter. Also, remember to follow Uncle Urban Pod on Twitter and Instagram and Uncle Urban Podcast on Facebook. Thanks.